Everybody, welcome again to Lunch with PB&J. Welcome. I just like for her to say something, too. <laughs> uh, it's great to have you with us again. Thank you guys so much for listening to us each week, and um, uh, I hope you're enjoying it. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, any comments, questions, um, we, we'd love to hear from you. So be sure to drop a comment below or send us a direct message or email us lunchwithpbnj at gmail.com. We'd love uh, just for some feedback to let, to, so that we know what we're doing is helping. All right. And that's our, our heart. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed the two weeks. Yeah, two episodes last week. Bonus right off the bat as we talked about love. If you haven't already listened to those, go back. Make sure you listen to them um, as we talk about 1 Corinthians 13. Mm-hmm. All about what love is according to God's word and what God sees. And so uh, and how it's really the most important thing that we have. So um, that's that was last week. This is a brand new week. We're going to be starting something new over the next few weeks. We're, we started off, uh, we we're going to talk about uh, like three verses, yeah. I think it was, all right? We we're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit yeah. um, in Galatians chapter 5. And then as we got reading it, we both of us, without we, we don't go over it together. We kind of we, we kind of read it and then we go over stuff and um, we come back to it. We, we come back together later. But what happened is we both started reading it, it and then meaty. we started working our way backwards yeah. to get context. And we kept going further and further back <laughs> until we realized, you know what, maybe we should just read all of Galatians. <laughs> and so that's what we're going to do. We're going to read all of Galatians yeah. over the next six weeks. Or maybe we might do a, a couple chapters in one. Right? What is it, six chapters? Six yeah. chapters long, super short letter um, uh, that Paul wrote to the church there. Yeah. And so, but just a lot of really, really good good um applicable truths we just wanted to give you guys the full picture instead of a couple of verses because it's so good so again yeah (laughs) again if you know if you know me at all uh, especially from the church um you know i'm huge on context uh i have a i have an issue with just taking one verse (laughs) out of a place and going hey just talk about this yeah um i believe in context i believe you got to know what comes before and after something to really get to the heart of the understanding. So um, that's what we're going to do. That's what we decide we're going to do is over the next few weeks, we'll go through the entire book of Galatians. This is Galatians chapter one. So we're going to start there. That is what is on the menu (laughs) for today. He had a granola bar earlier and I haven't had anything. So we're starving. (laughs) I do have leftovers in the fridge. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to be having some gnocchi and sausage a little later listen guys he went to italy what was it last last year before well, a year before back when you could travel and he learned how he went to a cooking class and learned how to make gnocchi so no not cool. gnocchi what is that uh, i didn't learn how to make i ate really oh, good gnocchi. Okay, 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 okay. i ate look at that and he came i just home. dropped into italian <laughs> started speaking italian <laughs> just thinking about it he came well you came home and learned how to make it i came home and learned how to recreate the dish it's so good truffle oil on top mm. <laughs> We're going to make this one short so I can eat. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's dive in. I'm on the wrong page in my notes, but so that's okay. So you're going to give us some context Maybe. to yeah, so, uh, what the book is I should, about. shouldn't I? All right. So this is, uh, you know, we call them books of the Bible, but most of the New Testament, they were written as letters. Right. Uh, Paul wrote in two, about two-thirds of the New Testament, 
and most of what he wrote were letters to churches. Right. He wrote a couple letters to individuals, but most of them were letters that he wrote to churches that he had already been to, traveled to, uh, helped to establish. Um, so he knew them really well. And it was either to address certain questions that they had or to address issues that he knew were going on um, in, the, in, in that city or in those churches. So the letter that we're about to read, to, which is called Galatians, was written to the Christians in the Roman province of Galatia. Galatia. All right. And it was written after Paul's first missionary journey. And you can read about that in Acts chapter 14. Mm -hmm. And Galatians, even though it comes, if you read in your Bible, you'll see Galatians is found, you know, about halfway through the New Testament. But it was actually written, the letter was actually written between Acts chapter 14 and Acts chapter <laughs> 15. All right. So you can go back and read Acts chapter 14. Paul goes on a missionary journey, talks about all the different cities that he visits, mm -hmm. preaches the gospel, establishes churches come home he comes home and he hears about what's been going on in some of the cities that he was just in right. and he immediately uh writes to address some of those issues all right so this letter was actually written between acts chapter 14 and acts chapter 15. Mm -hmm. the reason that that's so significant is because again you see the missionary journey paul writes this letter and then in Acts chapter 15, it actually talks about Paul going to the Jerusalem council, which were the ones that were over uh, the way. Mm -hmm. All right. It was this group of elders, this board, basically, uh, that was over the way. So the new message of, of, of Jesus. And he addresses in that Jerusalem council, he addresses the very issue that he's having with the church right. in Galatia. So and what it was is uh, to give you a little context of it, um, Paul's missionary trip. Uh, was all about him spreading the gospel to the Gentiles. All right, so Paul was brought up as a Jew, uh, educated, was a part of it uh, very heavily, and uh, then became a Christian and was taking the gospel and was really presenting the gospel to the Jews, the gospel being Jesus is the Son of God. He mm -hmm. came, he died on the cross, he rose again three days later. Um, if you believe in him, believe he is the Son of God, believe he died and rose again, he is the perfect sacrifice for our sins. He is the way to the Father. Yeah. He is the only way to the Father, and that's the message of the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you accept all of that about Jesus, then you will be saved, and you will be, if you repent of your sins and accept the forgiveness of God through Jesus, you will be saved and become a part of the family of God. That's his message. And when he went around and started preaching this to the Gentiles, it started raising some questions among the Jewish Christians mm -hmm. because they believed, there was a, a group of them that believed that in order for the Gentiles to become Christians, they first had to become Jews. Yeah. So that meant that uh, if an adult male, for example, uh, an adult male Gentile, which just means that you weren't born Jewish. Right. If you weren't born Jewish, you were a Gentile, right. all right? And it would mean that if, as, a, as a full grown man, if I become a Christian, uh, what the, the Jewish Christians wanted was for me to go get circumcised. Mm -hmm. Um, to become to follow Jewish tradition, and so there was other things. That wasn't the only one. That was a big one, though, as yeah. you can, <laughs> as you can probably imagine, that was a big one. Okay, and so they, um, that was part of the argument that was going on, as they believed that they needed to first follow the Jewish customs, Jewish traditions, and some of those things before they could become Christians. And so what they started doing is there was a group of them that believed so strongly, uh, they go by a few different names, but the, the most common name was Judaizers, 
all right? And so these Judaizers would send out missionaries, their own missionaries, wow. that would go around behind Paul. Can you imagine? And go, hey, I heard you Gentiles believe in Jesus. That's awesome. Yeah. But hey, Paul's gospel is incomplete. Mm. He just told you that Jesus died for your sins. And then if you believed in Jesus, mm. that was it. But the real gospel, the full gospel is the fact that you actually need to get circumcised. You need to follow these Jewish traditions and these customs. You need to change your diet. You need to do this and that. And so basically Jesus is not enough. Jesus is not enough. They were preaching. We word it this way. Sometimes they were preaching a Jesus and yeah. gospel. Yeah. All right. Uh, Paul was preaching a Jesus only gospel. Right. Jesus is what believing in Jesus, confessing your sins, all that is all you need to be saved. They were preaching a Jesus and gospel yeah. where you, yes, you have to believe in Jesus and all that, but you also have to do these things yeah. and then you can be saved. So yeah. they really were preaching that you can't be saved unless you do these other things as well, mm -hmm. which is not the gospel of Jesus. All right. And so Paul responds very quickly, very strongly <laughs> He's on it. He's on it. All I right? just, as you were talking, I was sitting there thinking, can you imagine Sunday morning you go preach and then Monday somebody gets up, preaches to your church behind you and twists the words of the gospel. Yeah, it would be like me preaching on Sunday and then uh, come find out that later that week somebody was calling everybody in the church going, yeah. hey, wasn't that a great message yeah. on Sunday? Yeah. Hey, let me tell you the rest of the story. Yeah. All right, let me tell you what he really should have Ben would be on it, it, so we understand and, uh, like yeah. what Paul's about to do here. <laughs> all right, so Paul's being a good pastor. Yeah. All right, so that's what Galatians is all about is Paul's response to these Judaizers and right. we'll pick up in verse one and uh, <laughs> knowing the context of all of that is really important as we come into his uh, what's what's known as the greeting, greeting yeah. of Galatians because um, where most people will just go hey how you doing how's the family hope everything's good uh, which just you know it's kind of small talk and really doesn't mean anything Paul's greeting here yeah. is laced <laughs> with um, very profound, purpose. intentional yeah. purpose in his words, yeah. okay? So um, let's start at verse 1. It says, this letter is from Paul, an apostle, <laughs> all right? So just he thought he'd get that in right off the bat. Which is, they hey, know who he is. They know who he is. Remember, Paul led most of these people to Jesus yeah. that are Christians in Galatia. He led most of them to Jesus. He helped to establish a church. He was just there a right. few months ago. Right. They know who he is, but he is establishing. It's a reminder. Hey, this is from Paul, the apostle. <laughs> I am one of the apostles, okay? Mm -hmm. He says, I was not appointed by any group of people or any human authority. Hard stop. That's an important <laughs> statement. The reason for that is this, is Paul really did. He, was, he went out to follow the calling of Jesus on his life. Mm -hmm. However, these Judaizers that were coming around behind him, they were being sent out by men. By people, yeah. There was a group of people, a group of Jewish leaders, these Judaizers that believed in Jesus, and and they were going around, they were commissioning guys to go out behind Paul. Mm -hmm. So they were appointed by men. Right. Paul says, I was not appointed by any group or any human authority, goes on, but by Jesus Christ himself mm -hmm. and if that's not good enough for you and by god the father <laughs> who raised jesus from the dead there's a big difference there there's a big difference <laughs> all right 
And so Paul's just, it's a little reminder here. The subtle, not so subtle <laughs> reminder of exactly who he is. Right. Then he goes on, verse 2, he keeps it going. He says, all the brothers and sisters here join me in sending this letter to the churches of Galatia. And again, he's going, listen, I know that there's a division, yeah. that there's this group of people coming around behind me going that I'm not telling the full gospel, I'm not preaching the full gospel, but I want you to know, everybody where I am, mm -hmm. all the brothers and sisters, we are in agreement. Right. I'm not sending this letter out just simply I'm as Paul an apostle. Yeah. I'm sending this out on behalf of all of us. We are in unity. Yeah. I'm not the only one that thinks the way that I think, okay? It goes on in verse 3. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Because you about to need it. Because <laughs> you're going to need some grace and peace. All right, listen. So I read this and I, I thought, you know, I really do. I think what he means by this, and, and, and again, subtle, mm -hmm. but is they're new Christians. Yeah. They're new. So he says, I'm going to give you some grace. Mm -hmm. I get it. You're new. And so, I mean, I came in, I preached the gospel to you, you accepted Jesus, you're trying to make it on your, you know, you're, you're working your way through all this. Yeah. And then immediately afterwards, some other guys come in and just as strongly start not preaching a completely different gospel. And he'll address this in a second, mm -hmm. just a slightly different gospel. Mm -hmm. And I get it. You're a little confused. So I'm going to give you grace mm -hmm. because you're new. All right, you're a new believer, you're a new Christian, so I'm going to give you a little bit of grace and here. And part of the grace is the letter he's sending. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not an, um, compared to, say, the letter he wrote to the Corinthian church. <laughs> Paul ripped them a new one in the Corinthian church, okay, because they were allowing a very sinful culture mm -hmm. to bleed into the church, and he called them out on mm -hmm. all their crap, okay? Uh, here, this is really a grace-filled letter yeah. to a bunch of new Christians giving some instruction. Yeah. And then he says, I give you grace, I give you peace. I'm praying peace over yeah. you guys too because this is there's so much division and conflict going on mm -hmm. that I, I want this to get corrected. I want this to be corrected. But even bring out the point, like, grace comes through correction, mm -hmm. you know. So the fact that he's sending, that he cares enough about them to send this letter and to correct what they're seeing wrong, what they're doing wrong, what they're hearing that's wrong, that is grace is yeah. when we, but we have to receive it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and this is what, I, I didn't say this earlier, but I'll say this now. Like even what this whole letter is about, you're going to, so we said it's six chapters long, um, which again, when this was written, it was written as a letter, not right. in chapters and verses. So we'll just say it this way. The first half of the letter mm -hmm. deals with, hey guys, this is salvation. Mm -hmm. This is the gospel of Jesus, mm -hmm. all right? It's Jesus and nothing else. Yeah. Jesus alone uh, is the way to the Father. And then the second half of the letter is all about being led by the Spirit. Right. In other words, he's saying you are saved through Jesus, but then there should be, mm -hmm. there should be a change in the way that you live, but that change comes through the leading of the Holy Spirit in living mm -hmm. that Spirit-filled life. So it, it wasn't, because even going back to, we were talking about this earlier, of, uh, you know, Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the yeah. law. Paul didn't come to abolish the Jewish law. Right. He didn't get, throw away all of his own customs and traditions that he'd grown up with. It wasn't about getting rid of all of them. It was just having the understanding that that's not what saves you. Right. So it's not about what you do that gets you saved. It's about repenting of your sin and believing mm -hmm. that Jesus paid the price for your sins. Yeah. But then 
is Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill it. In other words, he came to do what the law could never do. Right. The right. law couldn't save anybody. Only Jesus could do that. But those, those laws and the, like the Ten Commandments is still valid, right? It's still valid. Those are still things that we need <laughs> to live by. they are. <laughs> and so it really does become after you've accepted the forgiveness of Jesus, there is a way to live for God, right. which is led by the Holy Spirit. And that's what's like the second half of the book is going to teach us how to do that. And so the second half of the letter, the, the book of Galatians is going to teach us that. Now, back to verse 4. He says, so I'm going to give you grace and peace. Then verse 4, Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. There's the message that of the gospel. One verse. Yeah. Paul's just a quick reminder. This is what I've already taught like you. Yeah. This is what you know. There it is. All right. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Can I, Introduction before done. You, before Go ahead. you keep going, like, I don't ever want to, again, just skip over greetings mm -hmm. and the endings. You know how he's saying goodbye? Like, all these things are important. So re remember is, that yeah. as yeah. you're reading, that, that all of it's very meaty. <laughs> it's all there for a reason. Yeah. All right? So, verse 6. He gets, Now he's going to get down to business, okay? <laughs> so, the greeting was just kind of a reminder. Now he says in verse 6, I am shocked mm. that you are turning away so soon from God who calls you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. You are following a different way that pretends to be the good news, mm -hmm. but it is not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. <laughs> I'll let you go first. Those couple of verses are just, I mean, you could just sit and meditate on that all day long. Yeah. Like it's, it's, a, it's a mindful right there. That idea... That he's talking to them, he's like, I am shocked. You know, and I think about everything Paul saw going on. And all, I mean, Paul's been to many places. He's preached the gospel to a lot of people. And the fact that he's come in there and he's like, you guys are shocking me. You know, I've seen a lot, but you guys are shocking me because you're turning away from God so soon. Mm -hmm. And I literally read that and I felt like that could be, these couple of verses could be written to us right now today. For like, sure. Obviously they're for us, but I'm like, that <clears throat> could be written to the church of 2021, 20, yeah. you know? Um, because you look around and, and it's just shocking. It's shocking. And I'm not talking about, talking about the world. I'm talking about people who have received the good news of the gospel. And they have believed it, you know, and mm -hmm. they've let it change their life. And then they have fallen away from it because they have listened to other things that have twisted the word of God. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, you know, this could be said, this phrase could be said to us today because it's shocking to look around at the church right now and see yeah. uh, the condition of the church. And I think I think it's telling the fact that he says, like, you've you've turned away, uh, you've turned away from the truth and, and, and into something that pretends to be the good news, right. but it's not really. But he calls it a, a twisted truth. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a great phrase um, because this is what I believe the devil does. And this goes all the way back to Genesis. Mm -hmm. It goes back to the Garden of Eden, to Eve. When the devil comes and he tempts her in the Garden of Eden, yeah. he doesn't come. I always tell people, the devil's not just going to show up in your head one day and go, hey, God's not real. Just tell you something completely that you don't like He's just not going to tell you that. Yeah. What he's going to do is he's always going to try to twist right. the truth. Right. Just tweak it just a little bit. 
And that's what he did with Eve, is he came and he said, his, his opening line to her was, did God really say? Mm-hmm. He put a question there. He put a question where God had put a definitive statement. Right, right. The devil created a question. Mm-hmm. And so with that, he twisted the truth, because then what he said is, is did God really say that you cannot even, that, it, that you cannot even touch the fruit? Or you'll surely die. Well, that wasn't what God had said. I, w- I always joke about it, and I say, for all God cared, like they could have built a treehouse in the tree of <laughs> of knowledge of good and evil. All right. He said, don't eat he it. He said, don't eat it. Yeah. He said, don't consume it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is what we do: is we consume things in the world. We consume untruth, and that's what causes us to fall into sin and mm-hmm. to call fall into doubt, even. But she let that question. But get she in let that question really come in. Twist things that were. And so she twisted, so he comes in, he twists the words of Jesus just enough to cause her to doubt, mm-hmm. to cause her to feel like she has to defend it, because mm-hmm. um, then her response is, no, he said we, we can't eat it, and, and we can't even touch it, yeah. or we'll surely die. And like, he just, he presented some doubt, she twisted the words, it's just, it's this whole thing of just that little twisting of yeah. truth. And I think what they're doing here, it's almost like you could hear them asking the question, uh, is Jesus really enough? Yeah. Hey guys, is Jesus really enough? So they're coming in and the message Paul was preaching was what we just read is Jesus is the way. Yeah. He is the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then these Judaizers come in and goes, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Jesus died on the cross for us. And as soon as you get circumcised, <laughs> as soon as you change your diet, as soon as you start following some of our customs yeah. and traditions, yeah. then you too can be saved. Yeah. And that's not true. That wasn't. That's not that good was news. The <laughs> twist. That was the twist. As yeah. long as you will act like us, then you can be yeah. us. And I, I, I look at it too, and I, I've tried to do more of this, but um, you know, Vince talked about it before, where you cross-reference verses. And so, if you look at um, at the top part of your Bible, that'll they'll give other verses, and that point of that is it goes along with what you're reading. Mm-hmm. So it's called cross-referencing. And so in 2 Corinthians 11.4, they were dealing with the same thing. Uh, Paul tells them there, he says, You happily put up with whatever anybody tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach, or a different kind of spirit than the one you received, or a different kind of gospel than the one you believed. There's that same word different. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's Satan coming in and twisting this gospel. Yeah. And so not only was Corinthians dealing with it, the church there, the Church of Galatians is dealing with it, although Paul seems to be extra shocked with them. But this is something that we are dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. As um, this, this many years later, we're still dealing with um, just that pretend gospel that yeah. you look at it and it's like, oh, this is the good news. It's not good news at all. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at all the all the ways the devil comes in and twists like i just think that's a, a good wording where it says it's not it's not good news because and the reason it's not so let's let's explain this like the reason it's not is because any gospel that presents you as the source of salvation right and you go well that's not what they were doing yes it is mm-hmm. because if you will circumcise yourself mm-hmm. if you will commit to eating certain things mm-hmm. if you will follow these rules mm-hmm. then you can be saved mm-hmm. and that's not jesus said this he said i'm going to go i'm going to die on a cross i'm going to lay down my life for mm-hmm. you and if you will choose to believe me mm-hmm. if you will choose to believe in me you will be forgiven right 
The only thing we have to do in that is to believe, but there's no action on our part. There's nothing that we can do in order to earn salvation, to buy salvation, to get salvation. There's nothing we can do except believe in the good news. What's the good news? Good news is we're all sinners, but hey, good news, (laughs) Jesus paid the price for us. That's the good news. But as soon as we start adding something to it, as soon as it becomes Jesus and, Mm -hmm. it's not good news anymore because now it's on me. Mm -hmm. This was why the law was so incomplete. Why Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish it, I came to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. The reason is because nobody could keep the law. Right. Nobody could follow the rules That's a, that's all a good the time. point, because if it was working, if it was already working, mm-hmm. why did Jesus need to come? It wasn't working. <laughs> and so what you have today is, yes, we may not have the twisted truth in terms of, um, you know, there's not a lot of people that I know that are going around going, unless you're circumcised, you can't be saved. <laughs> um, to my knowledge, that's not going on anywhere. But, you know, today we have things like this, Jesus and rules of tradition. Mm-hmm. So I even find this a lot, like we see this a lot in the church where um, people really put on the lifestyle of a Christian onto people who don't even believe in yeah. Jesus yet. Yeah. And it's like, hey, before we'll even accept you into the church, yeah. like just as a visitor in the church, even to just hear the message, we, you need to act like us. Mm-hmm. And so we try to enforce um, values and morals and traditions and yeah. customs and all that onto a world that never claimed to believe in Jesus. Yeah. And so um, and, and so in that, we, we really present it as you can't even have the gospel until you change the way that you live. Mm-hmm. When in reality, understand, is that it's about believing in Jesus first and then allowing the Holy Spirit to change mm-hmm. you Which we're from within. One has later. to come <laughs> before the other. So again, it's not this thing that traditions and values and and morals and all that shouldn't be dictated by the word of god but it's not until you become a believer in jesus that 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 those things aren't because i always say a lot of good people aren't don't believe in jesus Mm -hmm. all right a lot of good people share the values of christians uh but they're not saved because they don't believe in jesus Uh, another one would be jesus and other religions Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of people that just want to take a little bit from Christianity, a little bit from Hinduism, a little bit from um, Muslim, from Buddhism, from whatever. They want to take all these different little nuggets of, mm-hmm. oh, I like the way this sounds. I like the way that sounds. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they twist together yeah. their own gospel. And they're like, maybe this will save me. Maybe this piece of something yeah. will save me. Maybe, you know, and they're pulling from everything. And so, yeah, the, the truth gets very twisted yeah. and lost in there because every Every religion preaches a different way. And yet Jesus, and there's a lot of religions that will go, you know what? It doesn't matter what God that you serve. There's a lot of different paths to God. There's a lot of religions that preach that. And so people want to gravitate towards that. But again, that's a twisted truth. Jesus was very clear. Mm -hmm. I am the way, the truth, the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Uh, We twist it with Jesus and our own desires. Mm -hmm. We want the gospel Mm -hmm. to be what we want it to be. Yeah. Uh, whatever makes us feel comfortable, whatever allows me to go to heaven, but yet not change my life, mm-hmm. L- like not affect my every day. Yeah. Uh, Jesus and our own philosophies. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to kind of, we're going to read the Bible and then we're going to make it say what we want it to say, or we're going to interpret it how we want it to be interpreted. We're going to bleed in all these other things. And so we still see this yeah. today where we are still consistently twisting, twisting the gospel. The gospel. Yeah. And it's present not just outside of the church, but inside the church as well. Just these people that were going around, I believe, were very well-meaning mm-hmm. individuals. I really do. Yeah. Like these Jewish leaders that were going well, around, the Judaizers. He says you're, you're being fooled. 
Yeah. Like yeah. nobody wants to admit that they're being fooled. And Paul says, like, I would listen, I was one of you. Yeah. That's always what Paul falls back to is I was one of you. All right. And so it, 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 I believe that they were very, very well-meaning, but they themselves were being deceived. Yeah. And then they were being used to present a twisted gospel as well. And so Paul's concern here in these verses is really just to tell these Christians like, hey, I just want to make sure that nothing gets in the way of the simple truth mm -hmm. of the gospel of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. which is Jesus, Jesus is enough. Yeah. So, so even in looking at that and, and just seeing how it relates to us today, like how do, I would look at that and say, okay, that's a counterfeit gospel. Mm -hmm. And we know today, like there's just tons of that out there. There's yeah. tons of that. All you have to do is just flip on the TV and, you know, just tons of it out there, mm -hmm. right? So what do we do today to avoid that counterfeit gospel? If, if there's just tons of options out there, what's something that we can do today to avoid that? I think... I think everything, everything has to line up with the Word of God. Yeah. So, uh, especially, wouldn't you say, during 2020, during COVID, um, we've gotten way heavy into reading again. Mm -hmm. So just tons of books. There's stacks of books on our <laughs> nightstands. And we've gotten, and, and there, there's some great authors out there, great writers, yeah. um, some great principles and truths and stuff like that. Uh, podcasts, we started listening to a lot of mm -hmm. podcasts over the last few years as well. And just, I've got some favorites that I'm listening to. I've got a couple of favorites mm -hmm. that I'm listening to right now. Um, we're doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast right now. <laughs> uh, and But all of that, and I say this all the time, so I say it to you that are listening to us right now, is if we say anything that doesn't line up with the Word of God, you need to know that. Right. Because yeah. I, I, we're not perfect, and I, it's funny because I listen to a, I listen to quite a few podcasts. I know that the people I'm listening to don't necessarily come from the same background that I come from. Mm -hmm. uh, but even the Christian podcast, we may differ in certain areas of of belief, belief and in interpretation of the scriptures. Mm -hmm. But at the core, we believe Jesus and nothing else, yeah. and that's the important thing. But the way to know and not give in and not be fooled by the mm -hmm. twisting of the truth mm -hmm. is you've got to know what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And what you're hearing and what you're believing has to. It has to line up with the Word of God. And I'm not talking about one verse cherry-picked out of the middle of the Bible yeah. that you can force into your belief system. I'm talking about it's got to line up with God's Word. Because it's borderline scary what's out there. Out there. It's nuts, guys. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. Do you hear me? It's crazy. This is why we're doing a podcast yeah. is because, and, and, and really to simplify, uh -huh. the, again, our heart is to simplify, okay? And, and so get you reading this for yourself. Get you reading and understanding this book for yourself yeah. because it is absolutely the most important thing. And this is what, again, this is the cunningness. Mm -hmm. I think that's a word. The cunningness, <laughs> the coniferous. Cunningness. No, nope, that's it. Cunningness. That's what I'm saying. It didn't sound like cunningness. Cunningness. <laughs> this is how cunning the devil is. Porcupine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a throwback. It is. All a right. Um, is that a twisting of truth is much harder to see than an outright lie. Yeah. Again, if somebody were to speak up and say, Jesus is not the son of God. Mm -hmm. Boom. Yeah. That's a lie. Yeah. Right. That's an outright lie. And so this is why we know. So, uh, again, if you're dabbling in other religions and they're going, listen, Jesus is real, but he wasn't the son of God. Boom. That should be 
a huge X right there for you right. to stop listening. Right. Okay. Um, but there will be some that will say, yeah, no, totally Jesus is the son of God, but, mm-hmm. and they'll start twisting mm-hmm. the truth from there. But you, again, you just got to know mm-hmm. what the word what of God says. is, what it says. All right. And so we have to be cautious too, not just what we listen to, but what we say. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we want to present hmm. Jesus in such a way that it is more, um, Palatable. Palatable. He likes that word. Palatable. I think it's like a food. It reminds me of food. It's good on your palate, right? But we want to we want to present Jesus in such a way that it's spiritually palatable. Right. All right. And by doing that, oftentimes we twist the Mm -hmm. truth of God's word and we twist the message of Jesus. And I like I even wrote that down in my Bible when I was reading this of what gospel am I preaching? You know, we preach we preach the gospel by our own lives. So yeah. what other people are seeing in us and the gospel that we're presenting, you know, what gospel am I preaching to my kids? What gospel am I preaching to my coworkers? What gospel am I preaching to those around me? Mm-hmm. Because it matters, yeah. you know, and I better not be twisting that gospel. Yeah. And just understand this, that a, a, uh, if you're trying to present a gospel in such a, the gospel in such a way that it is comfortable for people yeah. that are still in their sin. Uh, it's useless. It's probably going to be useless. Because maybe something to show is, is because uh, sometimes people can read this and say, well, I'm not really getting a lot out of that because I don't see myself there. So I feel like a little bit in modern, the, tw- the, the gospel that's more modern right now is not maybe as much where they're saying uh, Jesus is more, it's more like what you're saying mm-hmm. where it's like they've, They've, the gospel of warm and fuzzy. I'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so that's more what we're hearing today is just this warm and fuzzy gospel. Yeah. But it's still not this, right? So there's a there's a term for it, and we might get into it later on. And, mm-hmm. and you'll probably um, you'll probably hear us reference it more and more mm-hmm. uh, going forward, especially myself, because um, I'm learning more about it myself because mm-hmm. I'm seeing it. Yeah. I'm seeing it. I didn't. I'm just now coming into understanding the terminology behind it. But there is this thing called progressive Christianity. Mm. And what progressive Christianity is, is basically this. It's twisting the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's taking a piece of the Bible and going, that part's true, but this part over here, you can kind of let that go. Um, You can gloss it over. This is what this really... So it's really a twisting Mm -hmm. of the truth. And it's a progressive Christianity that is much more palatable to the world today it demands less change it demands less sacrifice it demands less of us and really just about receiving all the goodness of god Mm -hmm. without ever having anything without ever having to give anything in return yeah Yeah. and so uh which again second half and then as we go on this explains the danger if we twist the gospel yes the next few verses so let's get into that all right so uh verse eight it says let's let God's curse fall on anyone, including us, or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. Hmm. That's a strong statement. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let God's curse fall on anyone. And then look what he says, including us or even an angel from heaven. You understand the devil, right? So maybe you don't know this, but the devil was an angel in heaven. Yeah. And he led a rebellion against God. He gets cast out of heaven and the Bible says, then he goes to Eve, God's creation. He twists the truth, causes Adam and Eve to fall. And what happened next? God cursed him. Right. A curse came on him. Why? Because he twisted, twisted the truth. In the Garden of Eden. That's and so Paul says, let God's curse fall on anyone. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Nine. Did you have anything else to say? No. All right. That's just I good stuff. That's <laughs> good stuff. All right. I say again what we have said before. If anyone preaches any other good news than the one you welcome, yeah. let that person be cursed. Yeah. And then verse 10, self-explanatory verse. All right. This is Paul. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. Mm -hmm. If pleasing people were my goal, I wouldn't be Christ's servant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're in the wrong <laughs> faith right now if you're trying to please people and be a Christian. If you are <laughs> trying to preach a gospel that makes you everybody's best friend, yeah. chances are you're preaching a twisted gospel. Right, right. Okay? Paul is like, listen, I'm not trying to win the approval of people. Mm -hmm. I, I don't need to be everybody's best friend. I just want to point people to Jesus. And to do that, yeah. I talked about it this past Sunday at our at our church. Um, I, I talked about, uh, I just went out of my head. Oh, I, I only said it in one service. So <laughs> you may have heard this. You may not have heard it, uh, depending on which, if you were alive or not. Um, I said the gospel is only offensive to people who get offended by it. Mm -hmm. All right. For some people, so Jesus came, he preached truth. Mm -hmm. Paul preached truth. Yeah. There were some people that got offended by it, mm -hmm. and there were some people who got saved. Yeah. So our reaction, mm -hmm. people's reaction to the gospel is completely dependent on them. But that's an it doesn't change the truth, though. That's an interesting statement to think, though, that the same gospel can either change a person's life if they receive it, mm -hmm. or they'll get mad and never want to talk to you again. Yeah. <laughs> and so just understand that is that we there's one truth. Yeah. And so our, and this is what our message was about on Sunday, was our, our responsibility is simply obedience. Right. And then we got to trust God with the results, mm -hmm. the, trust God with the outcome of it, mm -hmm. right? And so our, our responsibility is to preach the truth according to God's mm -hmm. word. And if people get offended or people find freedom in it, mm -hmm. that's on God. Because that's the thing. You can read that and say, well, I don't, is he purposely trying to hurt people's feelings or is he purposely trying to be mean? No, it's the understanding of realizing that you're actually hurting people by preaching a twisted gospel. This is this was Paul. You could sum it up. This is what Paul's saying is, I don't need people to like me. I need yeah. people to know Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of kind of be our outlook. I don't I don't need you to like me. Yeah. I need you to know Jesus loves you and he died for you and you need a savior. You're a sinner in need of a savior. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that's important to me. Yeah. And so I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to preach the truth. I'm going to tell you exactly what the Bible says. And if you don't like me because of that, mm -hmm. I can't I can't do anything about that. But it's more important to me mm -hmm. that you know the truth of Jesus than it is for you to like me. Right. And that's more loving. Yeah. Because I would rather be together yeah. for all of eternity <laughs> right. than, than to be together for a, a few years on this earth. Right. And then be separated for all of eternity. Yeah. All right. We're going to fly through the the rest, I think. I don't know. No, you got a lot. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Verse 11. Verse 11. Dear brother, you just jump in then, okay. okay? So, dear brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that the gospel message I preach is not based on mere human reasoning. Mm -hmm. In other words, this, this is not my idea. This is not my philosophy. These are not my thoughts. He says, I received my message from no human source and no one taught me. Mm -hmm. Instead, I received it by direct revelation from Jesus Christ. That, that really stood out to me, that line. 
I received my message from no human source and no one taught me it's except I received it by the direct revelation of Jesus Christ. Like that really stood out to me because I felt like it really shows how important it is to get that direct revelation from God. Um, and in a time, we just mentioned this earlier, how you got podcasts, you got sermons, you got books, you got people's advice, you got everything under the sun, just all these resources and they're amazing and we can grow from them. But this, this is, it shows me right here what Paul's about to say um, and what he does say about this because it's like you, you, we need this direct revelation from God ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have, have it, like there's no substitute. There's no That's podcast. It, yeah. There's no sermon. There's no book that can give us that. Only God himself can give us the revelation that we need and to stand on. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I just, as you see why he says that as we go. Like, I just keep coming back to how important it is for us. Absolutely. Uh, 13, 13. You know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion, how I violently persecuted God's church. I did my best to destroy it. I was far ahead of my fellow Jews in my zeal for the traditions of my ancestors. But even before, if you don't know Paul's story, you can find it in the book of Acts. Uh, Acts chapter 8, I believe, is his conversion story. Mm -hmm. Um, where you can see where he came up until that time. He went around um, arresting people, having mm-hmm. them put to death for being Christians mm-hmm. before he became a believer in Jesus himself. Verse 15, But even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. Then it pleased him to reveal his son to me so that I would proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. When this happened, I did not rush out to consult with human with any human being, mm-hmm. Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to consult with those who were apostles before I was. Instead, I went away to Arabia, and later I returned to the city of Damascus. Then, three years later, I went to Jerusalem to get to know Peter, and I stayed with him for 15 days. The only other apostle I met at that time was James, the Lord's brother. I declare before God that what I am writing to you is not a lie. Because he got his revelation from God. Got his revelation from God. So even that time frame that you see where he went away, he studied. Again, we don't necessarily have a lot of information about that time. But what you get is he went away to get it. This is a guy that had the greatest education you could have money could buy at that time, Mm -hmm. especially in the Jewish uh, traditions and faith. He was a very much a leader within the Jewish church, all of those things. And so you can imagine like after becoming, coming to the realization of who Jesus is yeah. and giving his life to the Lord and being uh, brought into that faith, he had to go away for a while to go, okay, what, what is happening? Mm-hmm. What, what, what do I believe? Who is G- who is this Jesus? Mm-hmm. And, and, and what is this message? And he goes away to get that revelation from right. God. And so I just encourage you, if you are a believer in Jesus, mm-hmm. if you believe that he is the son of God, that he died, that he rose again, if you have repented of your sins and you have uh, made a commitment, I'm going to follow Jesus, you need to get in mm-hmm. this book. There's nothing that's a replacement for it. It is awesome to listen to podcasts. You should listen to podcasts <laughs> like Lunch with PB hey, and Jay. You should listen. You should share it with your friends and tell other people to listen to it as well. All right. But there is no, you should right. come to church. If you don't have a church, you should go to Connect Church in Bolton or listen or watch. All right. Listen, but there is absolutely no substitute. Mm-hmm. 
and what for the you'll revelation find, of God though, in your own life. What you'll find is once you've been reading on your own, it only becomes a confirmation. Like when you go back and you talk to other people or you listen to a, a podcast or you hear a sermon, like it only becomes a confirmation of what you already know of what God's already revealed to you. Mm-hmm. Just like Paul is saying here, hey, I spent time alone with God in Arabia and he taught me and then I met up with Peter and then I met up with James, you know? And so it's uh, like it's a confirmation. Yeah. I don't know what verse you're on. Revelation. <laughs> All right, I do. I know exactly where I am. Verse 21. After that visit, I went north into the provinces of Syria and Cilicia. I like saying that word. He's gotten real good at pronouncing that. Cilicia. And still, the Christians in the churches in Judea didn't know me personally. All they knew was what people were saying. The one who used to persecute us is now preaching the very faith he tried to destroy. And they praised God because of me. Because why? Because Paul was arresting people, putting them in prison. Now he's going around preaching, and it was a testimony Mm -hmm. of what the power of the truth of the gospel Mm -hmm. of Jesus can do in a person's life. And don't you think he's bringing them back through his testimony to remind them here once again of what Jesus has done? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so it is. It's just this whole reference. It's, again, setting up, hey, this is the truth. Don't get distracted. Don't fall into the twisted gospel, but stay on point. Stay in the word. Know what is being said and know the truth is the truth. There is one truth, Mm -hmm. and that is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Any parting thoughts? There's just a million different options out there, a million different paths that the devil wants us to follow. And if we could just sum it up in that one verse, Mm -hmm. Jesus says, it's in John. (laughs) I had it open, but he, he is the way, the truth, and the life, and we know that verse by memory. We know that, but we have to stick to it, and we stick mm. to it by following this every single day, not following culture, not following every single preacher that comes online. Like It's about following this every single day. Yeah. That's the gospel. That's the truth. That's the good news, mm-hmm. and that's what we have to keep ourselves focused on. Yeah. It's like walking through the woods. I just had, while you were talking, I just... Got this image. We did a bunch of hiking over the summer, and it's like walking through the woods, and you're on a trail. But as you're walking through, you can see where there's all these little yes. offshoots of oh, trails. Somebody must have gone all there. All over the place. Somebody went that way. Someone and and you have to make a choice of if you're going to veer off the path mm-hmm. into the unknown, mm-hmm. or if you're going to stay on the path. Mm-hmm. Understand this: that Jesus is the way. Yeah. He is the path of life. All right. He is the path to God. And everything else may look kind of interesting and it may, and in your mind you're thinking, well, maybe that's a shortcut. Maybe that will get me to where I'm going sooner. And that's what this twisted gospel will do is we're trying to find shortcuts. You know, what, what, how can I believe again? How can I get to heaven, but still kind of live however I want to live and do whatever I want to do and be my own person, all this stuff, when we are supposed to surrender fully to God and allow him to lead and guide and direct I love that New Testament word that he's the way. The way. I wish we'd pick that up again, you know, because it it is so, it's so meaningful, the word that Mm -hmm. he's the way. He is the way. So for all of us asking right now, what do I do? Where, Where do I go? All these things we're asking and what's going on in our world today. He's made a way, so let's follow it. Mm-hmm. He is the way. Good word. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being with us today. That's all for Lunch with PB and J this week. 
be back next week, next Wednesday. We'll have a new episode, Galatians chapter 2, maybe chapter 3 as well. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, but until then, please like and share this podcast with somebody that you know needs to have the message of the Bible just simplified for them. That's our heart. That's our desire. If you have any questions, comments, please uh, do that below. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us wherever you follow us, wherever you listen to podcasts, follow it because that helps it come up more. There's algorithms out there, people. And while they can be scary, they also do good things like getting our podcast out in front of more people. All right. So follow it, like it, subscribe to it. And uh, guys, we can't wait to be with you again next week. Thanks so much for listening, for watching. And that is it for today with Lunch and Pete with PB&J. See ya.